Street as we are talking. Log Talk Radio. <laughs> Radio is live on the air. I'm your host, KZ, and I'm joined this week by my co-host, Alex Sink. December 26th edition of Rubber Guard Radio. Uh, I'm Casey, your host. I have my, my co-host for the evening on the other line, Alex. Saint, what's going on, brother? What's going on, KZ? Nothing much, man. Just waiting uh, tonight's show. It should be a pretty good show. Yeah, in the first hour, we'll be joined by SoCal Pro Wrestling uh, owner. Would you say owner? Owner, promoter. Uh, yeah, all, all, everything and above. Big boss. Jeff... Dino or Dino? Uh, Jeff Dino. Jeff Dino. Jeff will be joining us in the first hour, and in the second hour we'll be joined by super indie referee himself, Mr. Bryce Rensberg. I have some questions for Bryce. I am going to grill him. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the second hour. It shall be fun. Oh, we're going to for the first hour, too. Oh, well, the first hour will be fun, too. I talk to Jeff all the time, though. It kind of gets monotonous and boring. And Well, we'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> um, while I'm on the air, I would like to uh, congratulate Ryan Stone and his tag team partner, Dave E. Jones of Anchors Away. They worked this past weekend for a friend of the show, Jesse Hernandez, up in the EWF, and they had a successful double shot up there. Um, congratulations, boys, for the booking, and, and I'm glad that you guys got some work that weekend. Um, Jesse's a good guy, man. Um, from what I hear, you guys are on the roster page, so it looks like you're going to be coming back. So that's good. That's good. The Rubber Guard family is represented, so that's cool. So um, how were their matches this weekend, Alex? You were the, you were there with them. Oh, the David E. Jones and Ryan Stone, my trainers. Uh, Buddy Buddy Wayne told me when I asked them for advice on looking for a wrestling school. Uh, but Buddy Wayne was telling me to look at the guys, see how the guys work, and then determine if you wanted to be trained by them. And then. Uh, Every time I've seen David E. Jones and Ron Stone work, I've always been impressed with them. Uh, they're 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 pretty good, you know. They're they're really good, and uh, they had a real good showing at EWF. That's that's cool. That's good that they're branching out because um, they drove up. The, the first show was in Covina, and the second show was in San Bernardino, if I remember right. No, no, both shows were in San Bernardino. They did a double shot at the oh. same venue. It was uh, oh. Operation Phoenix. It was uh, like a church thing, and uh. Yeah, uh, it was a smaller show. It was a spot show. Uh, he had Marcus Wright on there and Bino Gambino. Those were the two biggest guys. And, uh, yeah, he brought in David E. Jones and Ron Stone, I guess, to look at him. And uh, I think they had a pretty good show. From what they understand, Jesse was happy with them. So. There we go. We get them booked more. <laughs> have those boys working. Hey, uh, Chikara, uh, 
the King of Trios is coming up for 2007 and uh, 2008, excuse me, and uh, Anchors Away and Alex Saint. That's all I'm saying. There it is. I'll have to uh, <laughs> send. I'll I'll send um, Mr. Quackenbush, or as Ultramanus Black likes to say, Mr. Mike. I will send him a, a little note to get those guys booked in the King of Trios. All right, if that happens, I'm coming out in a little Santa Boy suit. <laughs> I'll be the second. <laughs> if, that, if, if they get booked, I'm going. <laughs> hey, if, uh, if they get booked, we'll all wear Michael Modest tights. I don't know if that'd be good for the crowd or whatever, but just as a tribute to KZ, uh, we'll all come out wearing Michael Modest tights. There you go. With chaos on the back. <laughs> Team Chaos. Still the greatest stable in Noah. But I'm kind of partial. Yeah. But uh, hey, I think Sweet Sour Incorporated is the greatest stable going, and or the Kings of Wrestling, depending on what promotion you're watching. No, but, no, uh, no, no. Kings of Wrestling are falling apart. So, but you wouldn't know. Yeah. They haven't seen the current car. So, but they're falling apart slowly at the teams. I saw uh, the December show. Yeah, I, I haven't been keep it, like they dropped all four DVDs at once, and I haven't gotten them yet. But uh, Sweeney will do something. Sweeney will do something. I'm confident, in my man. Sweeney, I, I saw a match today with him and Claudio, and they just tore it down. I was like, yeah, here we go. Because Claudio's, you know, he's running the, the the gambit. You know, he's hitting the gauntlet. He's going all the way through. Right, right. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens with that. I have to say about wrestling schools, I mean, uh, the Chicago School, I've said it before, but for all those guys who have graduated and they work such different styles, is really, really amazing. Because <laughs> Kingston and... Uh, Sweeney, they all came from that school, and they work completely different. They're good in their own different ways, you know. So maybe we, these are some questions we can ask Bryce, you know, because Bryce has been around. So Bryce came out of that school. Did he? Did he? Did he learn to train? Oh, well, we'll ask him. <laughs> yeah, we'll ask him. But let's see. I'm going back into the house to see if Jeff is on the line. I'm sorry, I was outside doing some chores in the house while doing the radio show. <laughs> uh, Anything will happen here. I do have a caller on the line from the 760 area code. Caller, who am I speaking with? Hey, you guys doing? It's Jeff with SoCal Pro. Good evening, brother. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. And yourself? Not bad. I have uh, my tag team partner and your friend, Alex St. on the other line. Alex, how are you doing? Uh, it's cold here, but uh, it's cold in my neck of the woods. How's it over there? It's it's pretty cold up here, hey, but it's not too bad. Yeah. Well, at least it's not snowing like it is in Chicago. Uh, I heard I you guys. Uh, I heard you guys pumping up these anchors away guys. I haven't seen too much of their stuff, you know, but they did take a loss to Johnny Goodtime and Evangelic on uh, December first over here in SoCal Pro. Speaking of anchors away, I actually have a message here on my MySpace from uh, Ryan Stone. He. Uh, he wants to know when he's going to get a shot at the the Ballers or the Young Bucks. I don't know. Uh, they, you know, they they got defeated by uh, Time Angelic. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Let's run over that last show, Jeff. Uh, go by it match by match. Um, the show sure. was December first at the Oceanside Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, the uh, last show, the last show that that we had, December first. Um, Obviously, Anchors Away took on Evangelic and Johnny Goodtime, and uh, that's a, a pretty uh, pretty good team that, that has come together over the last few months. 
with those guys. And um, they actually uh, picked up a victory over the Bowder brothers uh, back in November, too. So hopefully we see some good stuff out of Good Time Angelic over these next few months. And then uh, the first match was uh, 99 Cents defeating Ricky Mandel. Uh, there was some chicanery in that match. You care, you care to go over it? Uh, yeah, the um, uh, we've had some problems with 99 Cents over, well, ever since the first in April. And uh, during the match, 99 Cents went under the ring. And uh, Ricky Mandel went to pull out, you know, 99 cents, and he pulls out 99 cents, which uh, turns out to be another clown, another 99 cents. Uh, they went to finish the match with, uh, I guess, I guess he'd call it the, the first 99 cents. He came out from the other side of the ring. Uh, he choked out the ref, and uh, when he came out from under the ring, he came up with a ref shirt on. And counted the one, two, three for Ricky Mandel to get yet another loss in SoCal Pro. So Ricky Mandel is now he, he's now zero and seven. So despite December the crowd, what's that? December was a real bad month for me because uh, I got into a little gambling and then uh, I put a lot of money on not only Larry Sweeney beating Brian Alvarez but. Ricky Mandel beat 99 cents. I thought that was Ricky Mandel's match. I guess 99 yeah, I, cents because I know he's been absent from the ring for a while, and then Mandel went lost it for me. And uh, Yeah, you know, a lot of people are really rooting for Ricky, as they do every month. And he's pretty much one of the top, you know, top fan favorites in SoCal Pro. Um, but, you know, he's, he's 0-7. Uh, everyone's looking, you know, to see when he's going to get his big first win. Uh, it just hasn't come yet. Well, you need to book him against Alex Saint, and then it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing in What are you doing in January, Alex? We could double book Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be in the front. We'll just pull his mark ass in. All right. I was helping with the setup of that show, and then uh, I didn't see ninety nine cents under the ring. I was I was setting up the stage area, but uh, I have no idea how ninety nine cents got her in that ring. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people either. I, it, it was pretty much a shock to all of us. And it's every show, you know, he's got something else under his sleeve. Um, at the end of that match, um, Ricky Mandel came out and challenged 99 cents for a match this uh, this next show in January, on January 5th. Uh, it's going to be uh, 99 cents and his partner Chump Change. <laughs> and they're going to be take, they're going to be they're going to be taking on Ricky Mandel and a mystery partner. So Ricky uh, he says he's made a call and he's got a partner. And so we'll we'll have to wait and find out on January fifth who his who his mystery tag team partner is going to be. I'm going to put my money on a dollar ninety eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, and then uh, we have the Ballard brothers uh, defeating SoCal Crazy and Conde Jr. Yeah, the Ballard Brothers are, you know, they're on a roll. They, they're pretty much the top tag team around, and they've they've been around for quite some time. So, you know, it was it was quite a shock to see them beat SoCal Crazy and Conde, but also it wasn't. Uh, SoCal Crazy, he's pretty much one of the top guys here in San Diego, and and a fan favorite as well. 
Um, he, he spoke, so that, that, we we had him great. on the other night, and he was a he was a very fun guest to have on, and you know, really humble. And we're gonna we're yeah. gonna definitely have him on for a two hour um, two hour show because I I really want to talk about you know a lot of the stuff that that guy's done. Um, I think he. Uh, no offense to anybody in San Diego, but I think that SoCal will be the breakout star of 08. But you know, that's uh, that's up to the promoters, and you know, if you guys are going to give him the proper matches and whatnot. Yeah, you know, he's he's a great talent, and uh, uh, this next this next show in in January, he's actually getting uh, his first title match. It's going to be against Adam Pierce for the NWA title. Should be fun. So that's on January 5th. Um, but more about the December show. We got a couple more matches we got to go over first. Uh, in a late addition to the card, you had Chimera versus LTP. Uh, how, how did that match come along? And then uh, what, what's this one mean for Chimera? Uh, you know, Chimera, he's 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 been he's beaten uh, SoCal crazy a few times. Um. You know he's he's getting up there. He's with with some of the top guys now. He's uh, really beaten everybody that you know we put in front of him. Uh, he took down LTP, and you know you, you've you've seen LTP's work, haven't you? Uh, that was actually the first time I'd seen LTP. I heard I heard the hype. I heard about um going to Japan, and then uh, oh, okay. I zero one back at the show and got all jealous. But uh, I, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about LTP. Okay, okay. So, and uh, everyone's, you know, everyone's very impressed with Chimera. So we'll we'll kind of see what happens, you know, now in the future with him. And then uh, the main event was uh, Jason Redondo and his open challenge, and uh, the person that accepted the open challenge was uh, SoCal Crazy, and then Redondo ended up taking the win. Yeah, um... SoCal Crazy came out at the end of the at, at the beginning of that match, and uh, I think Redondo was pretty surprised to see him come out too. So you know, take on double duty that night. What's uh what's the men the win mean for Redondo? He's is uh what's what's the win mean for Redondo in a You know, Redondo is now Redondo is now undefeated uh, in singles action, and it only let alone it only boosts his confidence and his ego, as well as I'm sure it does with his manager, TNT. <laughs> and uh, TNT called in the last time I was on, and, and you can hear just from him, uh, I'm sure the, the confidence coming from him as well. So, you know, he's demanding a title match. He wants uh, a belt around his waist. And we'll just have to see kind of what, what happens now over these next few months. Because uh, everybody that we're putting him up against, uh, he's been taking them down left and right. So January 5th, we got a big show again at the Oceanside Boys and Girls Club. We already went over the first match, which is going to be Ricky Mandel and a mystery partner against 99 Cent and Chuck Change. Uh, the second match is uh, Johnny Goodtime versus Chimera. Yeah, Johnny Goodtime, uh, he's going to be back in singles action. And these last few shows, he's been... Uh, with his tag team partner Angelic, they they were uh, kind of put together, and from what has come out of it, has been great. They've been a great tag team, and they've really been putting it to the Ballad Brothers, which is tough to do. 
So we'll see Johnny Goodtime break away. Uh, the last time he was in singles was against Chaos, and that was a few months ago. So we'll see. Um, he took a loss to Chaos, so we'll see uh, what happens with him and Chimera. And Chimera's been doing doing great lately, so be a tough challenge for him. The match I'm most excited about, I'll, I'll come out and be honest, uh, <laughs> Los Luchas versus the Ballard Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Los Luchas. They do a lot of stuff in L.A. So, and you and you've seen quite a bit of their stuff too, Alex, right? Oh yeah. Now, oh. I know you've seen them. Oh yeah. Oh yes, they're phenomenal. <laughs> so that's uh, that's going to be a, an awesome match, I'm sure. I have to say, uh, Ballard Brothers. They come. Uh, KZ could tell you more than I could, but uh, they were trained in Lucha, and. Uh, no, not very many people seen that side of them because they work more the American style now. And uh, them versus Los Luchas, uh, Los Luchas works more of an Americanized Lucha style, and uh, that is going to be a phenomenal match. It's going to be fun. It sure is, and I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about this match already. I'm going to go on the record. They're going to steal it. They're going to steal the show. That tag match is going to steal the show. There's just too much talent in there to not... Um, the Ballards have been doing this for, you know, 15 plus years. Actually, you know what, what is it, 08, geez, when I first saw them in 96. So, geez, that's 12 years. Yeah, the Ballards have been, been around for quite some time, and they they know what they're doing in the ring. So it's definitely going to be an awesome match. Like Alex says, he thinks it's going to be the match of the night. So uh, come January 5th, we'll, we'll all find out, right? I have to say, the Ballard Brothers, uh, a lot of people talk about how Chris Daniels has held up over the, the test of time and how Daniels is still able to go out there today and have an amazing match. And uh, I put the Ballards in that category, too. I mean, uh, I've never seen them mellow in. Uh, they always go out there and give 100%, and uh, they always have really good matches. And uh, they're getting up there, you know, in uh, tenure in, in pro wrestling, and uh, that's, a, that's a really good test. That's a really good uh, statement about the team. Yeah, you know, they've been on, uh, I think, out of the, I think they've only missed one show so far for SoCal Pro uh, out of the uh, the seven shows we've had so far. So, and everybody has been, you know, you can hate them and you can love them, but, you know, they're they're more booed at our shows than anything. And, uh, but the people still love them when they come back every show, just because they put on awesome awesome matches every time. For any young wrestlers that think that they should be given anything in this business or that they deserve anything, you look at a team like the Ballards, who should be making more money in this business than what they are based off their talents. And then you look at you, you just look at those guys before you sit there and say, you know, well, I should be doing this, I should be here. You know, you look at the Ballards, and that should humble you. You know what I'm saying? Alrighty. All right, well, our next... Go ahead, Alex. Run down the, the next match. Okay. Well, um, the, next, the next one we've got is uh, Jason Rodondo in a rematch with uh, Baby Slim. And uh, they fought at our Super Clash show in September. And Rodondo took the win over uh, Slim again, and Slim is uh, asking for a rematch um, just to settle the score with Rodondo and TNT and hope he can pick up a big win because he hears Redondo speaking about, you know, how he's the uncrowned champion of SoCal Pro, and he wants to take Redondo down. So 
I'm sure that'll be a great match again like it was in September. And then the main event, uh, what could possibly be one of the biggest matches in uh, SoCal Crazy's career, an NWA title match against uh, the Scrap Iron, Adam Pierce. Yeah, and uh, going back to Redondo, Redondo is not happy about this, you know, at all. When he heard about this, everybody else is uh, getting these uh, matches against Adam Pierce. And like I said before, Redondo thinks he's the uncrowned champion. And so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, you know, Redondo's already beaten SoCal Crazy twice. So, as you can imagine, he feels he should be getting a title match as well. Well, that's an awesome lineup. And then also, uh, SoCal, uh, SoCal Pro Wrestling is going to have new merchandise for sale at that show, including a new SoCal Crazy t-shirt, a new, uh, SoCal Pro logo t-shirt, and then, uh, DVDs of the last two shows. Yeah, we'll have uh, the, the November and the December shows on DVD available as well as the show. I'll have to pick up the December show. I wasn't I wasn't present for that one. <clears throat> so I'm looking uh I'm looking at 2007 SoCal Pros uh, match lineups from the beginning of the year, and then uh, I see a lot of names pop out at me like Ryan Taylor, uh, Joey Harder. A lot of people who were real young in SoCal LTP. Um, is there any names you're thinking about bringing in to SoCal Pro in 2008 that uh, maybe we haven't heard of? Anybody you're scouting out right now? Um, not really too much right now. You know, uh, I think every, you know, you kind of got to wait and see. Uh, every show, I think, you know, we've brought in, you know, maybe one, maybe two new names to each show, you know, if you look down the list. Uh, so every show, there's there's always a new a new talent that comes in. And... You know, like you see, they all, you know, hey, if the fans like them, they usually come back. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Um, any, any, if there were any, if there were any uh, SoCal talent that does not work for SoCal Pro and you had the chance to bring them in, who would that be? Um, you know, um, I don't know. We got... Um, I can. T- I don't want to really move too much into the future. We got a couple guys coming in over the next few months, so I don't really want to jump ahead to future shows. Um, but we have we have a couple guys that are going to be coming in, making their debuts over the next few months. Um, so you know, we'll kind of have to wait and see what happens. All right. Well, here's a question for you that you might be able to answer. Okay. Outside of SoCal, now I'm speaking of uh, the rest of the country and even internationally. Who are some guys that if you had a limited budget and you were able to bring in, who, who would you bring into SoCal Pro? Well, uh, I, I mentioned to you to you once before, actually, Alex. Uh, there's one guy that that uh, is looking to come out here, and he might be making his debut uh, hopefully pretty soon in a way, and that's Tracy Smothers. And I know I, I talked to you about that, I think it was a few months ago, but... Uh, He's looking to come out, so hopefully we can bring him out pretty soon. How did you meet Tracy Smothers? Um, I actually uh, I met him uh, probably about a year and a half ago. And uh, he was going out on a tour of Ireland, and he needed some wrestling masks. So I'm the guy who he called. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, if any, so if anybody needs wrestling masks or any kind of merchandise out there, you can also visit WrestleWarehouse.com. For a cheap plug, 
right, so it's, it's it's time for a little bit of a uh, let me see how to word this. You're the man with the the book in SoCal Pro. Now uh, I, w- I want to know some of your uh, booking influences and who's who's the people that really influenced you and how you you book the product in SoCal Pro. Um, you know, I have a friend who who helps me out a little bit as well, and uh, you know, between us, we we we've been watching for a long time, and I I used to go to shows. They were called CCW out here in Vista, and they ran for a couple of years. And the old owner was actually uh, my old ring announcer, Charles Steele, and he ring announced uh, for the first couple shows that we had in Oceanside. And uh, we always saw things that we we would like to have been done differently. And so a lot of the stuff comes from that, from what we see that works or doesn't work. Well, what's your, uh, historically, what was your favorite company? Um, Booking-wise or just any anyway, what was your favorite company coming up? What do you, what do you mean? Um, just, just coming up, what's the one company? Yeah, what, what the one company that you were just, Blown away by dying to watch. Oh, dying to watch! I I loved yeah. watching ECW uh, back in the nineties. Um, and that was always fun. And and then, like I said, CCW. I went to those shows every every two weeks. They had shows out here in in Vista. <clears throat> who was um, Who was in that company? Excuse me. Who who was in that company? Who was who were the, some of the workers for CCW? Uh, well, uh, a lot of the guys you see on SoCal Pro right now. The Ballard brothers were there. Alcatraz, uh, Jason Rodondo, TNT. Um, you know there there were a lot of guys that you see now, and there's a lot of guys that aren't wrestling anymore. So a lot of the guys, uh, you know, they've come over now to SoCal Pro. So hopefully that's that's another reason I wanted to, you know, really start SoCal Pro up was because there was nothing out here in, in San Diego, um, you know, since 2000, 2001. And it was time. So made a few calls to a lot of the, the guys that used to work out here, and that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, we're trying. I have a confirmation from Alcatraz to come on the show. I'm just trying to work out dates and whatnot. That guy's been around SoCal forever. Yeah, he's been around for a long time, and um, you know he was working in CCW back then, back in the late '90s. Did anyone other than B-Boy come out of that school? Um, or do you know? I know so you know, crazy did some training there, but didn't a long time come out of there? I don't. I'm not sure. I know. Um, I know he worked I know, for him. I know. Um, I know SoCal Crazy did train there for a little bit, and uh, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, B Boy trained there, and B Boy did come out of there, and. Uh, um, So, uh, what, what were the years you got into CCW? Um, I believe it was I believe it was '98. So '98 until they closed in 2000. 
Yeah, no, it was about till about 2001. And they were running two shows, a, uh, two, uh, four shows a month, or how often were they? They were, they were doing they were doing two shows a month. It was biweekly on Saturdays. And where were they predominantly running out of? And they were doing it out of a gym in Vista. And how many people usually came to those shows? Um, they didn't. They didn't break 150. It was pretty much about 100, 125. Good shows were 150. At the even, best. Uh, even uh, the, through, through the whole tenure of when you went, they were drawing about 150. Yeah, you know they never really broke broke 150 from what I remember. Oh wow! It seems like uh, during the time that they were putting on shows, they they should have probably been drawing more money. Um, so how did you find out about CCW? You just saw a flyer or? Yeah, there was uh, flyers. They were in the uh, the newspaper as well, oh. and I know there was a few ads in there. And then uh, uh, they also had some uh, some media from the news. The first show that I went to, there was uh, I think it was Channel Ten that was there as well. Why do Why don't you think many promoters try to run in San Diego? Uh, right now we're back on. Or anytime. But, I think my personal opinion is that I don't think that the, any any prospective promoter had had the stones to do it because you need a diverse show in that market as far as bringing in um, uh, luchadors to work to cater to the Latino community and then you have your locals and then you have your main event and it, I, I'm thinking at that time. People just didn't do it because that was before the boom, Alex. So wrestling wasn't really that hot. But that's just just an opinion, right? Well, that back then was also um, the time where you know WWE was getting really big as well for that it for that right big boom big, time. Big boom, yeah. It's just uh, I, I see a, lo- a lot of promoters. They usually tend to promote. The most successful promoters are uh, successful because they promote in areas that have always been hotbeds for wrestling. And then uh, I just see San Diego. I mean, I'm, I'm new to the market, I'll admit, but I just see it as, you know, a place you can develop and cultivate. And I think you'd really hang your hat in this area if you were able to make San Diego successful. Because I really think it could be done. So, I mean, you look at Philadelphia, you look at New York, and those have always been, you know, the hotbeds of pro wrestling, you know, and then a lot of people are successful out there. It's not because they're doing a lot of things right. It's just that those fans want to see shows, you know, and I think it's a harder task to make fans who aren't conditioned to go to a wrestling show every Saturday. And you make those fans come to a show. And then, uh, I think, I think you've really done something, but I definitely think in the, in the future that, uh, there'll be some other areas in the country that, uh, will get hot for wrestling. Just my personal opinion. Yeah. No, no, it makes sense, and it's, you know, hopefully, it, hopefully, it picks up. You know, obviously, down here in San Diego too. Well, it will. Um, Alex and I were were discussing earlier today about a an, another national type power 
and um, my opinions where it's going to be the NWA with different satellites around the country, and um, that's going to be the answer, I think. But also you need the smaller independent groups to cultivate the talent, like Alex said, because you have to learn somewhere. You have to, you know, cut your teeth. You have to learn your trade. And, you know, you guys are pretty much, you know, still in your infancy. So <clears throat> just need to work hard, keep keep uh, churning out shows, you know, keep teaching these young kids, and, you know, things will fall into place. You know, I'm still waiting for that to happen up here in San Francisco. In San Francisco, it was, uh, was a hotbed for wrestling. Oh, you, you, you have no idea, Alex. You have no idea. The stories well, that if... If I could have Dave Meltzer on for two hours and he could just sit down and we talk San Francisco, I mean, geez, we could just go. Virgil told me and Jeff that uh, he performed at the Cow Palace at 19 years old and was sold out. (laughs) Well, Virgil also told us a lot of things that, you know. (laughs) Virgil. Uh, I hear Virgil, I think that that picture of him sitting at the table alone that that says uh, Virgil, wrestling superstar, and he's alone. I think that picture was taken before the Fan Fest opened up because Virgil's table is never empty if he's there and there are fans there because Virgil has a, a certain appeal to him that just draws fans. Virgil equals money. I'll just say that. No buys. <laughs> no buys. Sorry. He's been – he was nothing. I mean, he was nothing in Memphis. He was nothing when he was a DiBiase's manservant. Nothing. That's horrible. I have to say, though, uh, I had this conversation with somebody in San Francisco, and then uh, I I think TV is the best media ever to create a star because you look at Virgil, who hasn't been on TV in about 10 years since WCW folded. He was doing a West Texas Rednecks gimmick. And uh, he still remembered, not not so much for that gimmick, but he still remembered as DiBiase's manservant. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had a line out the door for his autograph, too. <laughs> yeah, he did. Boy. Still. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but did you guys share all of your, your San Francisco WrestleFest stories? Are they all yeah. done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Between my show and the Figure Four Online content, I think we got everything covered. <laughs> First talking about you could have a whole show dedicated to Virgil. That needs to be one of the plans for 08 Rubber Guard Radio is to book Virgil. It might cost uh, a little bit of money, but <laughs> no, sorry, can't do it. And I do have a caller from the 760 area code. Who am I speaking with, caller? Paul. Hello. Excuse me. It's Paul. Hey, Paul. Welcome to Rubber Guard. How you doing, brother? Good. How are you? How this are you? is uh, this, this is Paul. He's he's my good friend. And uh, Paul and I used to go to the CCW shows together for the the few years that they were around. And he uh, he also does help out with some SoCal Pro stuff, helping with some sound and music, and uh, also some writing as well. Oh, cool! So you're the sound guy. Awesome. I guess so. <laughs> so how's everybody doing tonight? Oh, we're doing fine. <laughs> we're all cold. <laughs> I mean, I got the flannel jammies on with the flannel jammy top. I'm really cold tonight. What have you guys been uh, touching on right now? Touching. Just 
shooting the shit pretty much. Well, there, he was ask, he was asking also uh, some guys that came out of CCW when we were there. Well, um, one guy that I remember, um, he basically, um, like after you know CCW, um, you know, uh, um, didn't run anymore. Um, there's this guy named the Matrix that um, went over to UPW. Um, I I think he helped train uh, SoCal Crazy, and he was pretty good. Yeah, from um, what I remember, you know, just, you know he he also did the match. I don't think we should mention the name of the company, but he wrestled at the Belmont Fair too, right? Wasn't that him? Matrix. Oh no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Who was? Uh, he was one of the other bodyguards. He went off to the to the Navy. Got me. Well, you mean Demento? No. Never, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, um, yeah, pretty much um, The Matrix, um, B-Boy, uh, Alcatraz, um, they went off to, you know, UPW. Um, but, yeah, Alcatraz and um, B-Boy pretty much, um, out of the CCW guys, they pretty much were the two that, um, you know, traveled, like, uh, all around the world, you know, um, Japan, um, they did some shows there, um, yeah, um, SoCal Crazy is pretty much, um, blowing up in San Diego, and he's been wrestling at the, uh, New Japan Dojo, so that's pretty much the guys that, um, are, um, yeah, so, SoCal Crazy is going to be the star of 2008 for San Diego. No doubt. He's got two big matches coming up with uh, Adam Pierce and uh, with Chaos at the in a mixed tag at the New Wave show on uh, January 12th. So uh, two big matches back to back. Yeah, like, ho- ho- um, hopefully, hopefully this is the year for him. He's been working working for a, a while now, and uh, he's really he gives it his all every match that he has. Does he work for Bart in the AWS? No, he doesn't, but he should. <laughs> there you go. He definitely should. I mean, uh, Bart, Bart uh, is real good about booking uh, lesser-known talent, but it's uh, majority talent around the Los Angeles scene. Um, San Diego scene doesn't get too many lookouts, but, I mean, uh, hopefully, you know, SoCal Crazy. I mean, he's he's definitely the, the senior person in the, the San Diego wrestling scene. I know I look up to him, and a lot, I know a lot of the, the young guys at New Wave look up to him. I mean, uh He's he's like uh, our father, <laughs> along with David E. Jones and Ryan Stone. Well, if if you happen if he happens to get booked for AWS, that'll be fifteen percent, and my PayPal ID is <clears throat> because I tend to get my guests booked. So, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, is a... <laughs> you got it, Alex. Hey, Alex, hey, has, um, has SoCal um, done training sessions yet for a uh, new wave? Yeah, SoCal uh, Crazy is our trainer every Friday. He comes in, and uh, we go over a lot of lucha training, a lot of uh, calisthenics. It's, uh, it's a real tough class, and uh, people don't look forward to the Friday classes. But uh, it's, it's, real, it's really good, and uh, SoCal Crazy gets to impart his knowledge on you, and it's really, really good stuff. And SoCal Crazy has a lot, lot to offer. I mean, uh, you see the guy in the ring, he's really good, but then also, I mean, it's a – it's a different type of good to be able to train someone, you know. 
a lot of people don't either have the patience for it or they don't know how to quite verbalize what they want you to do. But uh, SoCal Crazy is really good about it. Cool, man. And then, uh, yeah, I heard that um, you're also working some lucha shows, like uh, for LLI. How did that go um, a couple weeks ago? Oh, me working for LLI? Yeah. Oh, man, uh, we, won't, we won't discuss the LLI match. I was involved in a, a match for uh, LLI, and uh, it was me, Lokuda, and Impact Adam against David E. Jones, uh, Marvel, oh, it was El Bandito, and Diabolic. And uh, I'll have to let Andy come on sometime and discuss that. Uh, David E. Jones come on sometime and discuss that match. I'll, 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 talk, to, I'll talk to you, Paul, about that match off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it not something that... Should be well, so, so Paul, you heard us running down the the next SoCal Pro Show. What matches are you looking forward to? Um, well, the card looks pretty pretty um good, but um, I'm actually looking forward to um Good Time and Chimera, uh, considering that like you know um, I like I like the high flying stuff, and you know both uh wrestlers can uh, also do um you know some technical stuff like um, Chimera against um LTP last month. Like it was pretty much, you know, um, a technical match, you know, like, um, went around, like, I believe, um, I think 15 minutes, and, you know, the crowd, you know, just, like, they enjoyed watching, you know, LTP uh, debut, but um, in the end, Chimera um, took the victory with his, uh, I think, I believe his new finisher called, uh, I guess it's called Chimera's Rage, it's like a pump handle, um, Face Buster um, finisher. Um, if you haven't seen his video um, online, you should check it out. Um, some of the match clip um, match of the clips are on there. Yeah, you can get all the all the videos if you haven't seen SoCal Pro yet. You can go on the website www.socalprowrestling.com, and on the main page there's a link for videos, and uh, there's a, a handful of videos from this year. And uh, you can, there's a lot of Chimera stuff up there. So if you're looking to get info and see stuff on Chimera, like Paul said, there's a clip, uh, clip video. It's probably about five minutes long of the match uh, from Chimera and LTP. Uh, Paul, are you coming to the next New Wave show? I'll try to be there. Um, I might be busy there, but um, car looks pretty interesting. I mean, I, um, I'm reading that um, Baby Slim is making an appearance there. Yeah, Baby Slim, uh, who's very familiar to uh, SoCal Pro fans. Um, he's not familiar to New Wave fans yet because uh, he's not been brought in yet, but uh, we would like to have Baby Slim just come in. and uh, he, I think he's just going to let the, the fans of New Wave know that he's coming. And uh, Jeff, Jeff will be able to tell you that Slim is a, a very dominant force. He's just coming back from a tour of Dragon Gate, and uh, he has a lot in store for uh, New Wave Pro Wrestling, and it'll be an honor to have him in. Yeah, he's obviously made an impact on SoCal Pro, so we'll have to see what you know what happens with him over there at New Wave. And uh, you know, Slim's been Slim's been with SoCal Pro since day one. He was uh, he was on the first show, so it's always nice seeing Slim come around. And uh, we got the big uh, not to not to steal too much of uh, Jeff Show Thunder, but we got the big uh, crowning of the tag team champions. With uh, Anchors Away and uh, Rick Ellis and Ariel Starr and uh, Dos Matos Guapos and Surf's Up. Yeah, it's a four-way tag match, right? Yes, a uh, four-way elimination tag match for the tag team titles. Oh, is it elimination or one fall? It's, it's elimination. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and then uh, that's definitely because uh, any of those teams really can win it. Because uh, Jeff was at the last show, and then uh, Surf's Up had a really good showing against Acres Way. Obviously, Acres Way is a more experienced team, and uh, they came away with the win in that one. But uh, anybody who was there, uh, Surf's Up had a really, really good showing. I mean, that was those kids' first match, and then uh, they really took it to the team of Anchors Away and uh, almost pulled out a victory. But uh, Anchors Away, due to their experience, if you want to call it that, ended up pulling out a win and. Uh, they took out Dos Matos Guapos before uh, the, the match, and then uh, Dos Matos Guapos would be able to extract a little bit of revenge on Anchors Away in that match. And then uh, you got the, the unlikely duo of uh, Ariel Starr and Precious Rick Ellis, who had the match of the night at the New, the New Way Pro Wrestling Show. And so uh, Commissioner Adam Ginsberg decided to put those two people together as a team. So uh, it should be interesting. I mean, uh, unfortunately, we can't see the, the guys wrestle if they win the belts. But... Uh, it should be interesting to see how they, they interact as a team and stuff like that. Because, I mean, if they're so good uh, against each other, imagine how they're going to be as a team. Yeah, it, look, it looks like a good a good show so far. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see when that... When is that? Is that on the... That's on the 10th, right? January 12th. January 12th. 12th. That, 12th. That's going to be a great month of January for uh, Southern California, San Diego fans. Because, I mean, you got two really good shows back-to-back. Uh, uh, I believe it's the next weekend after your show. Uh, yours is the 5th, mm-hmm. ours is the 12th, and uh, it's, it's going to be two good weekends of action. I mean, uh, you got the SoCal Pro Show, which uh, we've gone over, it's stacked. And then uh, we got the New Wave Show, which, you know, it's uh, it's stacked in a different way. Like, I made a post on SoCal Uncensored before the last show. Um, I said, you know, the thing about New Wave is, you know, you've never heard of any of the guys. You know, the guys are just, you know, they're still training, you know. But, I mean, uh we're we're just, you know, a young group of kids who, you know, are giving 110% out there. And then I think anybody who went to the last New Wave show can say that. You know, we went out there, gave 110%, went out there and entertained the fans, and then uh, we're off for a little bit something different than what SoCal Pro is giving. Now, SoCal Pro, it's it's, a, it's an amazing show as well. I mean, uh, they use, you know, a lot of younger guys as well. They use a lot of guys with more experience, like the Adam Pierce's and the Baby Slims and the Alcatrazes. And uh, it's definitely a good mix, and I think a good mix of shows is really what it takes to create a scene. And uh, I know you've heard me go on this rant a million times. Uh, I'll go with, I'll go over it with the people off the air and on the air. I think that uh, the San Diego scene really is uh, budding for something. But like Casey said, we're all in our infancy, and uh, it's going to take intelligent decisions over a period of time to really make something. But uh, I think the nucleus is definitely there for us. Uh, something to happen in San Diego. If it's not, I'm just going to move to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll come with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just going to move to Pennsylvania. I'll, I'll take my ring and we'll start something out there. <laughs> no way, dude. I'm, I'm moving to Milwaukee. <laughs> What's in Milwaukee? Um, I'll tell you off the show. Oh, okay. I'm going to kayfabe on that one. <laughs> I don't want to offend any of our listeners. <laughs> but uh, Los Angeles, I mean, they, they've had the ball for a while, and uh, there's nothing wrong with the Los Angeles scene. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of shows there every weekend, and, I mean, uh, they, they're definitely the, the market in wrestling in uh, California. And uh, I, so, um, I want to – Yes? Hello? Oh, so, Hello. Paul. Yeah. So Paul, who um who are you looking forward to seeing in uh, 2008 now with SoCal Pro? Um, after the after the first year now, what are, what are you looking to looking forward to seeing? Um, seeing like 
you know, more tag teams. Like, I mean, like, um, there really hasn't been, um, you know, um, you know, too much tag teams going on in San Diego. So I'd like to see, you know, the scene um, come back. I know um, there's a lot of tag team um, in, up in the Los Angeles area, you know, um, making a name for themselves. But hopefully, you know, the tag team scene, you know, comes down in San Diego. I mean, we got we got a lot of tag teams, you know, like Anchors Away. We got, um, you know, obviously the Ballards, uh, Good Time and Jellic, um, you know, uh, some other guys from New Wave, you know, like um, Trips Up. And, yeah, i just like to see, it, you know, bloom in San Diego. Hopefully it does in 2008. You know, it's really up to the um, New Wave um, promoters and uh, up to SoCal Pro. So, yeah, that's what I would like to see. Sounds good. Yeah. So, what what are the the taglines for uh, 2008? We got Redondo continuing to chase for a belt. We got the Ballards who are asking for belts. We got uh, Chimera rising. We have uh, SoCal Crazy rising. What else is going on, SoCal Pro? Uh, you know, hopefully we'll hopefully we'll see Ricky Mandel get his first win. Like I said, <laughs> he's he's 0-7. The fans have been coming to each show with signs, you know, showing support for him. Um, you know, hopefully he gets his big win now. So he's definitely he's definitely putting 110% into every match. You have to bow to stand against him. You, you got to get Alex. Alex will gladly uh, try that that super headlock takedown of his and, and fail. And uh, Mandel. Yeah, you know, he, he's been put up against some tough guys, though. You know, he's been put up yeah, against Jason Redondo, Carl Anderson. Uh, you know, there's a lot of tough guys going up against him. And, you know, people, the fans are behind him. So hopefully, you know, hopefully, like he says, he says 2008 is going to be the year of Ricky Mandel. So we'll have to, you know, we'll have to see what happens now. I have to say, if uh, Jeff ever gets the Colonus and books Alex Sane against Ricky Mandel, I hate to make Ricky and Mandel tap out to my headlock. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's, he's a good kid. I like Ricky. He comes out. He comes out with fire every show. I mean, uh, every show, I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win. He always loses. I'd hate to make the kid tap out to the headlock, but it'll happen. Are you guys gonna you guys gonna fight over the SoCal Uncensored Rookie of the Year? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that, did that poll end? I think the year the three year pro won that one, didn't he? <laughs> it was a tie. It was a tie with the three year pro. <laughs> it was a tie between uh, Big Nasty Eric Watts, who's uh, made his appearance at SoCal Pro, and Gunway Pro Wrestling rookie uh, Devin Sparks. I guess since the poll's over, I can say he's a three-year pro now, right? Is that okay? I, I have to say, no, I mean, know it. <laughs> how many people throughout the years have won Rookie of the Year? It's so Cal, uh, so uh, so Rookie of the Year. You have Samoa Joe, you have T.J. Perkins, you have B-Boy. Those are very high shoes to fill, and I'll go on record to say it. If it takes you three years to fill those shoes, then that's good enough for me. <laughs> there you go. If it takes you three years to get up to that level, then, I mean, how much did he pay you? <laughs> I have to say, he hit me at the New Wave show, he hit me in the head with a million-dollar title, so uh, I might be feeling a little bit concussed right now, but uh, I definitely have to say, this year's rookie class was so kind of censored, uh, given Devin Sparks' uh, questionable history or not. I mean, it was definitely a tight class. We had Ricky Mandel, 
had uh, Eric Watt. Uh, he had a lot of real talented guys in SoCal. And, uh, definitely, definitely. Okay, uh, Paul, do you have any closing comments? Um, no, I just like want to say thanks for you know having me on. Um, I might sound a little bit funny when I'm talking. I'm just like under the weather right now. Oh, that's all good, dude. I I appreciate the uh, MySpace ad, and I appreciate you calling and um, supporting SoCal Pro and the San Diego scene. Um, We'll definitely have to have you call back in when we uh, we do another San Diego Spotlight show. Cool, man. Well, Jeff, um, i got about five minutes left to go on your segment, so I'm going to give you the office to plug the living shit out of anything you need to plug. Uh, well, hey, just come on out to uh, SoCal Pro, January 5th, and uh, it's a week from this Saturday. We've got an awesome show. Check the website, SoCalProWrestling.com, for the, the listings. We went over it today, all the matches. And uh, also check out WrestleWarehouse.com for all your pro wrestling needs. Uh, but, yeah, so I want to thank, uh, thank you guys. Thank Alex. Thank Paul for coming on. Paul is the, uh, the human San Diego wrestling dictionary. When it comes to dates, you ask Paul. And uh, he knows his stuff about San Diego wrestling. So he's been around for uh, since CCW back in the... Uh, I think it was probably about 97, I think it was, 98. And uh, so he knows his stuff very well. So if you know I have to say, I have, a, I have a quick plug real quick. Uh, New Year's Eve, there's a big party going on at uh, Promoter Jeff's house. At, uh, I think I'll give your address over there. But, uh... <laughs> I, don't think it's, I don't think I'm having one at my house, but thanks. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to get the rumor started that there's one at uh, David E. Chow's oh. house. Uh, oh. <laughs> as long as I get one of those rumors, as long as I get one of those rumors started. You mean you can't you can't have have a New Year's Eve party in your barrack? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Not enough rumors. Huh? You, you mean at the Alex Day Mansion? That's what you mean? Uh, no. <laughs> He, he just lets a hundred people stay with him. There's always a party at Club Saints. <laughs> Fire Pro Wrestling returns, brother. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, hopefully, having you on will get at least a few more asses in the seats for you. And well, I, I hope so, are... and uh, and I thank you again for uh, for the plug and having me on. Not a problem. Not a problem. It's always fun to have you on. And um, we'll be speaking to you probably a week or so after your show. Um, Sounds good. I'm going to – looks like it's going to be a week after the New Wave show. So we'll do one hour of of, uh, SoCal Pro and one hour of New Wave, and we can run down the shows and and get all the news and the happenings and all that stuff. That sounds good. So I appreciate uh, it. And everybody else out there, come out. January 5th, and then again on February 9th. Isn't that your birthday party? Oh, that's my birthday. That's Jeff Dino's uh, birthday bash spectacular. There it is. Cool. All right, so you can uh, keep an eye on your MySpace. What was your MySpace again for the SoCal Pro? Uh, MySpace.com slash SoCal Pro Wrestling. Tremendous. And, and WrestlingWarehouse.com. 
WrestleWarehouse. WrestleWarehouse.com. And you can also get to the MySpace from SoCalProWrestling.com. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on, Jeff. I really appreciate it, and we'll be talking to you uh, next year. I appreciate it, and uh, have a good year, rest of the year, oh, you and too, year. And I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Alex. All thank right. you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All righty. That was SoCal Pro Wrestling promoter <clears throat> Jeff Dino and his right-hand man, Paulie, which was a pretty pretty uh, cool cool little session we had there. Um, Alex, you want to make a phone call? Let me pull uh, let me pull Mr. Rensberg out of that the dungeon that uh, we have him stored in. I'll be right back. Thank you, sir. Oh wow, we've uh, we're halfway done and we've got a pretty good show. So uh, let's play a commercial from our sponsor. And now a word from our sponsor. Be sure to check out IVP Videos. www.ivpvideos.com. Two ninety nine single disc, five ninety nine double disc. For your Purasau, Lucha Libre, some MMA, a lot of classic stuff, obscure Japanese indies, a lot of indie sleaze. Once again, IVP Videos, www.ivpvideos.com. Alrighty, we're back from the break. Alex, are you on the line? And we don't have Alex on. So, it looks like a, a pretty hot uh, first couple weeks for the San Diego scene. <clears throat> So we have uh, January 5th, the New Wave Pro, and, or excuse me, January 5th would be SoCal Pro, and the 12th would be New Wave. Um, looks to be a hot, hot weekend for uh, San Diego indie scene. Um, those that are listening live, uh, in a little while we're going to play Name That Tune. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play a clip from one of my favorite movies, and if you call in and answer the let me know uh, the name of the actor and the movie. I will give you a free DVD courtesy of our friends at F4WOnline.com. Uh, Alex, are you on the air, brother? Oh, nope, Alex isn't in yet. He's still down in the dungeon. But I do have another call caller on the line. So hold on a second. Caller? <laughs> Wow. Wow. Delirious is in the mood tonight. Alex, are we on the line yet? Nope, I don't have Alex. So, I guess, uh... No, I'm going to wait till Bryce comes on. So we can, uh... Play the trivia game. Uh, let's go to the Observer. We've got a little news today. Uh, it looks like, um... UFC's in for some tough competition this Saturday night because the, uh, the Patriots are playing the Giants. Um, they're going for their perfect 16-0 and season. So, and they change that to a to a primetime 5 o'clock game. So it's going to gonna mess with uh, the UFC a little bit. Um, okay, uh, try to give two calls to Bryce. Uh, got his answer machine both times. So uh, <clears throat> is there anything else you want to talk about while we wait? <laughs> um, how about Fire Pro Wrestling? Fire Pro Wrestling returns. I had the honor of playing that last night at a Ryan Stone's house on uh, the ship. And, uh, it's what an amazing game. <laughs> cool. Who is your favorite non-created character? My favorite non I, I don't even know because he got a pat for it, so I don't know who was created and who wasn't created. Uh, I was marking out about all the jackets. Uh, all the guys were renamed. 
and I was marking out about all the Japanese guys because, uh, as KZ knows, I just started getting into Japanese pro wrestling again after a long, long hiatus. And uh, it was cool seeing a lot of the guys that I just started checking out in the game. That's cool. I I like to use uh, I like Kabashi. Um, also Modest and Morgan, of course. Um, you know, it's it's not often you get to to play your as your favorite worker in a wrestling game. Um, his uh, his air raid crash is just sick looking in the game, and I, I can't get enough of it. Uh, I also like using a uh, Mudo Shining Wizard version Mudo. That's always fun. Um, I'm always a play with the grappling system. The grappling system kind of irks me. you got to run into the guy to grapple with him, and uh, I wish that could be improved. But uh, it's a, it's an amazing, amazing game. Yeah, it is fun stuff. <clears throat> My problem is I can't see I, – I made a uh, Revelos Atomicos title, which is the uh, eight-man tag team. Yes. And the uh, bunch of Mexicans hold it. Hoovy – uh, Eo Del Santo, uh, that guy, uh, Ricky Marvin, and Negro Casas. And I can't seem to beat those guys. No matter who the hell I use, I cannot beat those guys. And, you know, I'm yelling, I'm yelling at the TV while my wife's here. I'm all, I can't beat the hell out of these Mexicans. She's all, you know, you should watch your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I've used everybody. I've used uh, Kai and Ty. I couldn't beat them with them. I use Team Chaos. I've been able to beat him with them either. The only mission I noticed was uh, Minoru Suzuki wasn't in the game. I was kind of disappointed about that, considering he's all, he's all Japan's top guy right now. And uh, he's, he's a real big figure in Japanese wrestling and uh, MMA, and uh, he's not in the game. That's kind of pathetic. You know I think he may be there. If not, he's one of the models in the creative character. Yeah, that could be a very, very good possibility as well. Because I don't remember anybody with leopard print hair. <laughs> so you've been watching some uh, New Japan. What is What's that? that? What's that? You've been watching some New Japan recently. I, I've been checking out some New Japan. Uh, I heard a lot of people talk about it on the Internet. And then, uh, as I'd like to do, uh, if I hear enough people talking about it on the Internet, I'll, I'll decide to check it out to see what all the hype is and make my own destination. And then, especially now, since I'm a, I'm a aspiring good professional wrestler. I believe that tape study is very, very important. And uh, I decided to check out some uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I have to say, that is some amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, right now, it's probably my favorite wrestling company out of uh, anyone I've seen. Hmm. So have you checked out... Try me. Oh, I was, was going to completely change the subject, so you can keep going. Oh, no problem. <laughs> okay, have you, checked out, have you checked out that World Class DVD yet? Oh yes, good stuff. Very good. the The story was excellent. Um, it was, it's a perfect companion for the Heroes of World Class, uh, much like the the two ECW DVDs. Uh, they they both play well with each other. Um, I was really surprised how open they were in the WWE one. Uh, Gary Hart stole the show. You know, you see that guy telling these stories about Gina Hernandez. Man, you want to cry because you know Gino. Gino had the potential to be a, a Ric Flair type of champion. He was that kind of a worker, and um, he had the looks, he had the promos. He can he can go, you know, he can go in the ring, he can he can brawl, he can do the technical stuff. But 
Yeah, it was a it was a pretty good pretty good uh, DVD. I would think that um, I would I would make it a a close second to the WWE AWA DVD, but that's because I'm partial to the AWA. <laughs> I have one uh, comment to make about Gino. Gino was amazing, amazing promo man. Uh, he was really good in the ring. He had the crappiest top rope elbow drop I'd ever seen all time on my life. But uh, Gino is definitely one of. Uh, unfortunately, he died so young. Um, he was one of the more. Uh, the he was trying to go a lot of the Hollywood route. Uh, he was wanting to be an actor, and then uh, he was in that scene and stuff. And uh, it, it was uh, Gino was really a before his time in uh, the wrestling world, almost like a rock. If I could compare him, you know, I mean, I don't know if he, he drew quite, I don't think he drew quite the money the Rock did, but uh, he was definitely in that Rock mold of where, you know, he was a really good wrestler, really good promo, and uh, he, he wanted to be an actor and stuff like that. And uh, if you could, if WWE could wake, make one more DVD of all the footage they have, what DVD would you like to see, KZ? Oh, geez. Um, well, let's see. What do they own? Um... A Smoky Mountain story would be fun. You got to have porny. Well, okay, won't won't happen. So, uh, well, they've done W, they've done WCW, or Monday Night Wars or whatever. They've done ECW. Yeah. They've done uh, de- uh, World Class. They've done AWA. Um, hmm. As far How about as a WWE DVD pre Hogan years? <clears> hmm. <throat> Yeah, I think do something for MSG. Well, I think you can do it from the days. Yeah, because MSG was always the big the big show. You know where they would bring in bring in people from other territories and whatnot. Has there ever been just a straight National Wrestling Alliance DVD come out? No, they have not. I wonder what the market would be for that. Because uh, you'd have to introduce a lot of characters, and uh, you'd really have to educate the, the people watching about how the NWA ran. Because I talked to a lot of people, even in wrestling today, and they're not quite sure about what the NWA is or what the NWA was, and can't uh, make the difference between Jim Crockett Promotions and the National Wrestling Alliance. Because there was a distinct difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree. That uh, I, I think that. Well, you know what they. They put out. Well, you know what? You're right. They they need to uh, do something. You know what? I would I would make it revolve around the NWA champion, where he would go and when and why. I think that story needs to be told on why they gave Harley Race the title for as long as he had it, <clears throat> because no one would double cross him. <laughs> I mean, he kicked the living fuck out of you. It's so interesting about the different guys. It's so, it's so interesting over the years about the different guys who they wouldn't give the belt to because it was a different business. And a lot of those guys in the early wrestling days were shooters. That's how they got into wrestling. And so uh, if they didn't want to drop the strap, they didn't have to. <laughs> and, uh, it's really interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And they and if if something were to go down in the ring, they'd they'd have to be able to handle their own as well. Exactly. Because a lot of promoters. I mean, uh, what's that? Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm... Okay, a lot of promoters, I mean, uh, to have the NWA champion, that uh, meant good for your business, and then also you could increase ticket sales for your shows that you had the champion on, 
and uh, all the promoters were uh, constantly vying for uh, who the world champion was going to be. And then I, de- I definitely think that's an interesting story that needs to be told. I mean, uh, I understand there's a book out on it, but uh, the states that in two- 2007 going to 2008, uh, the DVD business uh, is definitely ripe, you know, for uh, good stories like that. I have to agree. Um, you were you were talking about in Fire Pro. You were talking about Minoru Suzuki, right? Yes. Okay, he's in the Pancras area towards the end. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's not in the All Japan section. He's in Pancras. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, right on top of Funaki. Oh, okay, okay. Long. So speaking of Funaki, and, speaking of Funaki and Suzuki, I mean those two guys. I mean. uh, you want to you want to know about how UFC got started? Why UFC uh, in the infancy of UFC? I mean, them with Pancras really was uh, the first organized, somewhat mixed martial arts company that uh, gained prominence anywhere in the world, to my knowledge. Yeah, that's good stuff. All open hand strikes only. <laughs> um, I mean, that was that was good stuff. Fox Rooting back in the day, um, Ken Wayne Shamrock back in the day. Uh, Frank Shamrock, of course. Uh, there are all kinds of guys that were over there and that stuff, and that shit was insane. Um, I, some of the stuff has worked. Most of it wasn't. But it was still, you know, when they worked, man, it looked like they were killing each other, I'll tell you. Well, a lot of, some of Pride was worked in the early days, and that, that kind of gets swept under the rug unless you're uh, uh, MMA hardcore. But, I mean... Uh, a lot of the, the, the Nobuhiko Takata fights come to mind about being worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, well, they had to establish, and he was the name, so, you know, they did what they had to do. Well, uh, I'm going to try to get uh, Super Referee Bryce Rensburg back on the air, and then if I can't get him, then you might just hear another hour of talk with me and KZ. Cool. I'll be right back. Awesome. Those that are listening, we're going to uh, play the name that tune game. Um, I'm going to play this little bit here, and I need you to call in and uh, let me know if uh, you know who the, uh, who the actor is and what movie it is. The call-in number is 347-215-7946, and here we go. <laughs> I thought he was gonna shit. <laughs> oh, big! Motherfuckers! Oh, hey, I wish I was big just once. <laughs> We're the big cops. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> what do you mean I'm funny? <laughs> it's funny, you know. It's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean the way I talk? What? <laughs> Just you know, you it's you're just funny. It's, it's funny, you know the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Oh, oh, Anthony, he's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? It's, what? Just you know, you're you're funny. <laughs> you mean? So? Let me understand this, because I you know maybe it's me. I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I'm not just... You know how you tell a story? What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. 
How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Get the fuck out of here, Tommy. <laughs> you motherfucker. I almost had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick yet? Frankie, was he shaking? <laughs> I wonder about you sometimes, Henry. You may fold under questioning. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is it with you? I thought I was getting pissed over there. He's hanging on my fucking neck like a vulture, ah, like a pending day. What do you want? This guy's worried about it. He didn't want to come over and get the check. You know, Okay, so those that are listening live, if you can name the actor in the movie, call in and I'll give you a free DVD courtesy of our friends at F4WOnline.com. The call in number is area code 347 215 Seven nine four six. Alex, are you on with me? Yeah, I'm back. No Bryce. No Bryce, huh? <laughs> He's probably watching a Chikara DVD. <laughs> he might be reffing somewhere in Japan or something. I'd like to make a quick plug on SoCal Uncensored. Uh, they just posted a new poll promotion of the year. And uh, not only is uh, my parent company, New Way Pro Wrestling, uh, up there, but also SoCal Pro Wrestling. And uh, go on there and vote, please, for either company. Uh, obviously, I'd like to see New Way take it, but uh, vote for either company. Uh, let you know the the people around the west side know that San Diego has a voice. Cool. So, uh, what else is on the ballot there? What's that? Who else is on the ballot? Oh wow! Um, it's, it's basically every promotion in SoCal. You got uh, AWS, the Alternative Wrestling Show, ran by uh, Bart. You have uh, Battleground Pro Wrestling, which is now defunct. Um, you have Empire Wrestling Federation, which is the stronghold in SoCal, ran by Mr. Jesse Hernandez. You have Epic Pro Wrestling War, which uh, is the combination of uh, the two companies that Gary Yap was involved with, and uh, now he's back and he's running a show this Saturday. Uh, you have High Risk Wrestling and Hybrid Pro Wrestling. You have uh, the Anoki Dojo. You have LLI, which is Oscar's promotion, which uh, Anchors Away has done a lot of work with, and uh, I had my second match there, and then uh, it's a good Lucha promotion. You have Lucha Vavoom, which was uh, a promotion up in L.A. You have uh, New Wave Pro Wrestling. You have Pro Wrestling Gorilla, which is right now leading the poll. You have SoCal Pro Wrestling. You have Top Rope Entertainment. You have World Power Wrestling, WPW Rambo Martin. And then you have Vince McMahon Jr. promotion, which is World Wrestling Entertainment. That shouldn't even be on there. Yeah, but they run in SoCal, so they always give them a they always give them a vote. What two times a year? <laughs> joke. Yeah. Uh, joke. Yeah, they they uh, got two shows coming up, and I think we're going to have a, a pay per view in uh, June, the one night stand pay per view. And uh, to all the fans listening to the show, uh, make your voices heard at that one night stand. Uh, let them know that you know San Diego has something going on. Bring your uh, New Wave posters, bring the SoCal Pro posters. Uh, RoboGuard Radio posters, thank you. Have a call on the other line, and I'll be right back. Okie dokie. Oh, wow. <clears throat> We're still waiting for a callback for our contest here. Um, if anybody could name that name that little clip, what movie it's from, and, and who the actor was, I will give you, courtesy of our friends at F4WOnline.com, a free DVD. Um, give us a call in if you if you happen to know. All right, now on the line with me, uh, Super Referee Bryce Rensburg. What's going Bryce. on, guys? 
Welcome to Rubber Guard Radio. How are you doing tonight, brother? Oh, uh, I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm driving through the uh, the city of Philadelphia, and I'm uh, I'm most excited to be on Rubber Guard Radio. Are you enjoying your time off? Uh, off of wrestling? Yes, sir. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's not too bad. I I had a I had a weekend off last weekend, but I have a I have a show this weekend. I'm going to be at a uh, Ring of Honor in New York City on Saturday, and then next weekend I'm off to uh, Los Angeles for PWG's All Star Weekend. So it's there's uh, there's no no rest for the weary. <laughs> cool. Now um, I sent a message to Alex today. Um, I have I have the lineup for the Zero One Max show in Japan on the first. Okay. And one of the one of the matches are uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin against who Ikudo Hadaka and Dick Togo. I can't awesome. wait for that one. Yeah, that that's awesome going to be those guys, man. I I know uh, Shelley and Sabin are both big fans of those guys, so that that that's great for them, man. Yeah, it's going to be a money show, no doubt. Absolutely. <clears throat> so you've you've been how'd you break in? Uh, I uh. I started to, I watched, uh, you know, WWF wrestling since I was eight, which is, uh, like, 1991, like, uh, you know, right when Ric Flair shut up, it's one of the first things I remembered, and then uh, about 97, 98, I started to get into uh, independent wrestling around where I lived, and I grew up in, uh, right outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania, so I used to go to uh, PCW, which is Pennsylvania Championship Wrestling in Reading, and uh, some smaller feds in uh, Harrisburg and Lebanon, Pennsylvania. And uh, two guys that really caught my eye that I, I really enjoyed watching were uh, Reckless Youth and Mike Quackenbush. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they'd been pretty well-traveled at that time, and they were having, you know, amazing matches with each other. This is like 97, 98, 99. And um, I kind of fell out of wrestling for a little bit. I started to get back into it, and then I, and, uh, I guess it was... Uh, late 2001, early 2002, I heard out. I heard that Quack and Reckless were opening a wrestling school together in Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, which is what went on to become the Jakar Wrestle Factory. And uh, this was about an hour from my house, so I, man, like this is fate, you know? I got to go check this out. So I went to an open house uh, and I checked it out, and everybody was really cool and everybody was really nice. And you know, I was like a little kid, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out with Reckless Susan and Mike Quack, which was the greatest thing in the world, and. Uh, I didn't have enough money to start the school, so uh, my girlfriend spotted me the, at the time. She spotted me the down payment, and uh, I signed up two months later in uh, May of '02, and then uh, in September of '02, I started uh, refing, and I've been doing it, you know, as much as I can ever since. I've probably done about, I don't know, about 400 shows. Maybe I've refed around maybe like 2,000 matches or so, but just you know, anywhere and everywhere I can for the last uh, five, five and a half years. Wow. I, I have a PCW question for you. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> Did you happen to see Michael Modest when he was out there? Yeah, actually. He came out Donovan Morgan, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. For, I, think that was the dying the, days of, I think that was in the dying days of PCW. Yeah, they, they did the, the, whatever that supermarket was, that big tag tournament with the Ballards as well. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I remember that. I, I, uh, I might have... So they, they moved from Reading to Hamburg for a while, and it was never the same. They, they quit using, like, uh, Don Montoya, was another guy that uh, really helped me out when I first broke in, and uh, um, Quack and Reckless, and uh, they stopped using, like, Julio, Julio Sanchez at the time, and uh, Lance Diamond at the time, all those guys that were, like, you know, awesome to me at the time. Joe Rules and Rick Silver, they're, they're awesome. What's that? 
Those were the glory days, 97 yeah. through 99. Totally. And then um, I found out about the FWA, uh, which was in uh, Palo Alto, Pennsylvania, which isn't too far from there. Uh, but I never got to one of their shows, but I found out about that just a little bit too late because they closed, which is the federation that Mike Burns used to run, where uh, that's where, where Quack wrestled Santo. And that was – I wished I could have made it to one of those shows. But those – I've seen – I've you know, caught up on all the DVDs and tapes of those. Uh, they're awesome. They're totally awesome. Where yeah, are you that Santo match at? was good. Yeah, yeah. The Santo was match good. was fun. Totally. That was but, that was uh, uh, April of 2000. That was supposed to be Quack's retirement. Thank God he didn't retire. None of us would be here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, I do have one more question, then I'm going to hand you off to my co-host. Okay. Okay. You you came from the Chikara School. You're a regular referee for them. As a fan, what is your yeah. favorite Chikara gimmick? Uh, um, we like to think of more as, as characters, but uh, okay. I pers- personally, uh, I'm a big fan of Ultramantis and Hydra. Uh, I just, you know, I, I, Mantis is a guy that, you know, I uh, broke in with basically, and like no one, no one really, no one really knew what he had to offer until about three or four years into his career, and uh, Mantis is a guy that I often uh, have the privilege of uh, commentating matches with, and like he, he cracks me up, he makes me laugh, you know, uh, they're just very entertaining to watch as a as a manager, as a commentator, whatever they're doing. Uh, most situations involving Mantis and Hydra are. Uh, are more entertaining. And I'm also a, uh, personally, I'm a big fan of the Olsen twins as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you uh, work up in the, uh, the, the, Olsen, right? the Olsen can go in the ring. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, you know, they, 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 they cut goofy interviews, whatever, but uh, between the rubs, both of the Olsons, uh, as we saw in ECW last week, uh, can go in the ring. Yeah. I've seen them up in upstate, uh, NWA. Sure. Upstate New York. Good stuff. Yep. I mean, I, I knew about those guys a few years ago, and I knew they just they needed a break, and they got mm-hmm. it in Chikara, no doubt. Uh, Brody Lee as well. Yep, yep, yep. Brody Lee's got a world of potential, uh, and I, I think, you know, um, with the right stuff behind him, pardon the pun, that's what he used to be called, but uh, <laughs> big big things from uh, from the Olsons and Brody Lee next year, uh, big things from Tim Don. I feel like, and uh, another guy to keep an eye on. The Colony are all very good, but I think the one to keep an eye on is Fire Ant. That's just my personal opinion. He's he's another guy I enjoy watching wrestle. Uh, oh, Fire Ant fun. has got, the, got a world of potential. They're fun. And Chuck, uh, Taylor, Chuck Taylor has his entertaining moments as well. <laughs> right. Uh, what do you think of Los Ice Creams? Uh, the, um, they seem to be a little confused right now. I'm not sure if they're on the uh, technical Rudo side. Um uh, they're the, the really kind of mysterious guys in the locker room, uh, but uh, they're very entertaining. People seem people seem to love them. That's uh, that's uh, I will admit that's that's not something I thought was going to take off like it took off. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we were all pleasantly surprised with the uh, fans' reaction to the ice creams. I can't wait to see them in incoherence. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that, that'll that'll be a mess. I uh, I hope I don't direct that match. <laughs> Did you see the incoherence incoherence Cedo title match from November? Yes. That was yes. yeah. That that was a headache in its own right. <laughs> well, I must admit, I was uh, I was legging into the Chikara product. Uh, some of the characters, uh, I figured it was just gonna be a joke promotion. I'm not gonna lie. And then 
I, I ended up getting into it uh, the summer of this year. I checked out the King of Trios from this year. And then uh, I have to say that I've been honestly hooked by the product. And uh, wh- whoever books the shows is, uh, is an amazing booker. And then uh, the, the, all, all the characters, they're all amazing, amazing workers, which I want to get into the school a little bit later. But Quacky uh, Bush and uh, the team over there at the Russell Factory, they put out quality, quality students. Yeah, uh, when it started, you know, it was. I think a lot of people thought it was a joke, and uh, I mean, those guys that that in the first year, Jakar, like uh, you know, Hallowicked and Icarus and Mantis and uh, and uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, guys that are you know the the, the older classmen, those guys have been wrestling for five years now, and they've they've, they've been you know some have been all over the world. Uh, so they bring what they have, they bring it back, and, and now it's a matter of like passing it down to the young guys, passing it down to the uh, the Lince Dorados and the Tim Dons and uh, guys like that, you know. And it's it's really just kind of it's feeding itself, you know. It's 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 a great thing, and and you, you got guys like Quack and Hero and Claudio around down at the school, and uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, the sky's the limit for for um, for that as far as that's concerned. I have to say, I was at the Chapter Eleven show in. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I made the trek from uh, San Diego, and uh, really, yeah, I did. You came from San Diego. I came from San Diego. I, I'm not gonna lie. The draw oh, to me. Crazy. Thank you. <laughs> the draw was the Sweeney Alvarez match, but then uh, oh. I bought the ticket well in advance. But then after I started getting into the Chikara product, I have to say that uh, I was definitely entertained by the whole show, and I was definitely looking forward to it. Um, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. The Horizon it Portal. It didn't end with a happy face. <laughs> the Horizon Portal, the Egyptians. Uh, those yeah. are two new st- newer guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ophidian Portal, uh, Ophidian and Amasis. Yeah, those guys. Um, uh, when you realize that Amasis, I believe, has had about maybe twelve or fifteen matches, and Ophidians maybe had twenty pro matches at most. Uh, those guys are hanging in there with you know uh, incoherence and uh, uh, El Pantera. Like it's it's uh, really amazing how far they've come. Um, they were they were they were over at the Wrestle Factor for a while, I believe. But they uh, more guys like uh, potential is a big word. I mean, everybody I feel uh, was surprised with the uh, the rookie class of 2007. Uh, you know, mainly the uh, Ophidian Amasis, uh, Lince Dorado, and uh, and Tim Dons being the, the the major four guys we're talking about. But they really turned some heads, and I mean, they uh, they were they were ending up much higher on the card than I think they're ever intended to be. Just they 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 connected to the fans and and their and their work in the ring and and you know their attitudes and everything all over. It really just kind of surpassed uh, everything we saw. And, and like you said, that with with a mix of, of outside guys, you know, uh, Chuck Taylors and, uh, you know, back when Ricochet was with us and uh, um, the Olsons, Brody Lee, guys like that really, really helped to make uh, 2007 by far uh, absolutely the most successful year in Chicago history, uh, only to be beaten hopefully by uh, 2008. I have to say, uh, a trademark of the school is when you, when you look at the students, not only if you look at the instructors and see how good they are, but if you look at the students... Right. And when I look at all those students, they never appear to be lost to me in the ring. They're always moving. They always have a purpose. I'm currently uh, two matches into my career, and I'm still training. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I've only have two matches under my belt. And uh, I have to say that all those guys are just really, really amazing. And it's, it upsets me to know that they, they probably have as long, they have a, a little bit longer in the business than I do. But uh, those guys, I mean, they are definitely amazing. That's definitely a, a good standpoint of the school. And then also yeah. something that uh, I say is another good trademark of the school is you look at all the guys that they produce, from the Grand Akumas, the Icaruses, 
the Larry Sweeney's, uh, all of them work completely different styles. And uh, that's, that's, that's amazing to me. And that's another uh, very high point of the school, I think it is, that, uh, you know, you're not, just, you're not just churning out cookie-cutter wrestlers. I mean, they work completely different. Absolutely. I mean, it's not about, uh, you know, some schools. I mean, so they want to take your money. Uh, it's, it's not about, you know, how many tickets you can sell so you can be in a battle royal, like uh, the guys down at the school, which are currently uh, Quack and Claudio. They're not going to put you in the ring if you're not ready to be in the ring. They're not going to do that to you. They're not going to do that to the, to, the, to the Chikara product or the pro wrestling world, you know. Um, these guys are clearly, obviously, with the, like you said, the results speak for themselves. The... Uh, there's a lot of great work being done out at the rest pack and and and, if, and you know we've had guys move from over, across the country to go train there in uh, Philadelphia at the ECW arena. I mean, uh, if, if you if you want to if you want to do this the right way, like the reputation speaks for itself. That's the, that's the place to do it. I feel like, and I'm very very lucky. Um, a lot of people I've met. Um, were brought into the business the wrong way, and it took them years to overcome that. Uh, me and all the guys I trained with and graduated with are so, so lucky to uh, have had the training we had with, with Reckless and Quack and later Hero and Quack and now Claudio and Quack, and it's just, I mean, th- these are the names. That when you think about independent wrestling and you look at all the stuff that these guys have accomplished, like, you know, it's a place to be. Um, so did you go there with the intentions of being a wrestler, and then how did you make the transition to a referee? I wasn't too sure. I, I kind of felt like I wasn't uh, I didn't, I wasn't the wrestler size back in 2002. Now, you know, uh, Matt Seidel is the, the OVW champion. Ray Mysterio is the world champion. I'm 5'5", I'm 5'6", five, 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 you know, but whatever. At the time, um, you know, maybe this, maybe this isn't for me. Um, as it turned out, I, I did all the drills. I, I trained to wrestle. Uh, I finished, you know, I, I, um, that's an important part about being a referee is, you know, being in the right place at the right time and all that sort of stuff. But I kind of started refereeing, and I realized I really liked it. And, uh, you know, I'm able to uh, be out there and be close to the action, have a, have a good seat for all these great matches and, you know, not have to, to worry so much about getting crippled and stuff, maybe. Uh, but I have, I have all the respect and love for those guys who are out there doing it. But I just, uh, maybe just not for me. Who knows? Maybe one day. But, uh but right now, I, 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 uh, I like being able to do what I do. Is there going to be a, a lost tapes come out of the Bryce Rumsburg practice matches from the Chicago Russell Bank? <laughs> uh, I, think, I, uh, I don't think it will be unless you want, unless you want people to uh, pay, pay you money to not have to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody will watch that. I don't know if they even exist, but who knows. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I, uh, don't want to embarrass anybody, you know, like I was probably doing those matches. Well, it, it couldn't be as bad as Alex Sane matches, but... Um, <laughs> two matches? He's speaking of me. Oh, okay, okay. Can't what, be. You guys are both in San Diego? No, I'm I'm outside San Francisco. The, the okay. island that is. It's ah, dead out here. Trap. Yeah, exactly. It's dead as a door. Man, I wish I, was, I wish I was in California right now. It's, it's cold and rainy and disgusting. Or, uh... Are, you, are either you guys? Do either of you guys ever go to PWG? Yeah, I was actually. I actually uh, met you at the the Battle of Los Angeles show, and then. Uh, oh, okay. Did, did you ever think that when you started training, and then uh, eventually when you did, made the decision not to be a wrestler, you decided to be a referee? Did you ever think that uh, you were going to be brought into Los Angeles and ref shows, and then to Canada and ref shows? And <laughs> it's 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 surpassed my wildest dreams. Like I uh, I like to travel before I was in wrestling, and I've gotten to see you know. I've been to Los Angeles and Florida and up to 
um, up in Toronto and Montreal and Canada, and I've been to England and Germany. It's crazy. Like it's more than I could have ever imagined. It's it's insane, and I I you know I love to go new places. If anybody's listening, uh, but you know, <laughs> if I try I try to go somewhere new and you know meet new people or whatever. And I'm, I'm just very lucky through the through the friends I've made and the connections I've made, and that my trainers have a lot to do with that as well. Uh, have opened a lot of doors for me, and I've been able to you know, do all these things with a lot of, with a lot of great people, you know, like I get to travel around with my friends and, uh, Chicago, I've been to Chicago a bunch of times. I love Chicago. Uh, I've been out to Minneapolis and stuff. Just, it's, 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 a, it's, you know, everybody was, everybody's in their dorms getting drunk during college and I was, you know, out doing this stuff. So I'm, I'm very proud of that. How do you feel about, uh, the, Alex, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting okay. you off, man. <laughs> I do have a suggestion for the the Chicago Pro production. How about okay. like in Pride they would do the the uh, ref cam where the referee would hold a cam oh. on his head. I would love to have the Bryce cam for a match. That would be cool. That would be cool. I'm pretty busy during uh, eight man tag, but that that would be interesting. Uh, um, you'd probably miss a lot because apparently when I go back and watch DVDs, a lot of stuff tends to happen behind my back, but. <laughs> Well, you, you, you are know, blind. It might, it might not be so. that exciting uh, of a camera view of the match, but uh, we'll see what we can do with that. I've always wanted to see the concept used. Those video they used to have manager cams. They used to yes. keep the, the, the camera on, like, Sensational Sherry or, or Jimmy Hart or whoever, you know? Mm-hmm. Who are some of the referees that, uh, now that you are a very established referee, who are some of the referees you look to and that uh, influence you? Uh, a, a guy that's personally helped me out a lot is a guy named Mike Keener. Uh, who used to referee ECW, and he um, used to referee Ring of Honor, and he's been up and down the East Coast. He's been in Japan a bunch of times. Uh, he's uh, He's been in the, the business about, I believe, 12 years or so, and he just knows everything there's to know about everything and everybody, and he's just a great guy, he's, and it's just a sponge around him. And uh, he kind of took me under his wing a little bit. I'm, I'm very uh, fortunate to for that. Uh, but back when I was uh, – I really enjoyed watching um, – uh, Tommy Young in the NWA, he's the guy to watch as far as I'm concerned, man. Just like yep. he was in all the big matches. He was there with Flair and Dusty and Steamboat and Sting and all those guys. And, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> um, Arn and Tully. And he, he's just, he, he's just right in there with those guys. He, he's not a, not a very imposing looking guy. And I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my manhood to amount, uh, to admit that I'm not a very imposing looking guy. Uh, but people took him seriously, you know? Uh, People knew that you didn't you didn't you didn't screw around with Tommy Young, even though you know he wasn't much of an imposing force. And I always thought that was really cool, and that's something that I've always uh, tried to emulate. And um, I guess I like I like watching uh, Charles Robinson as well. He used to be in WCW. Now he's on SmackDown, I think. Kind of lost mm-hmm. track, but uh, little yeah. and, and I mean, there's, there's guys in the Indies like you can you can learn something from everyone. You know, just the, the littlest shows you just pick up the littlest stuff. And uh, I mean. I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's it's the learning the learning process never stops in wrestling. So that is very very true. Match? When are we going to have and a match with you, uh, with only two matches under your belt? That's something to remember. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> when are we going to have the match with you and uh, that shady referee Brooks from Texarkana? Oh yeah, Buddy Lee Brooks. Brooks. Yes. Yeah. He's 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 kind of a scumbag. I don't know what his deal is. Uh, we had a we had a little run in in uh, in uh, Chicago at Fight Sports Midwest earlier this year, and uh, but but apparently uh, from what happened at Chapter Eleven, I'm sure you saw you were there. 
apparently maybe he's, he's seen the light or he's had enough of Sweeney's crap. And I don't I don't know it took him so long, but I think everybody's kind of had enough of Sweeney's crap. But uh, as it stands now, Mr. Alvarez is the, uh, is the ICW, ICWA, Texarkana television champion, which is a, a very esteemed title lineage uh, of which my name appears. Um, what is, have you checked into the, the the process of becoming a licensed ref in the ICW ICWA territory? I, I, I've tried. I've actually uh, done some personal research, but somehow, imagine this: I, I can't find anything official, or any kind of paperwork, or any kind of uh, you know. Uh, I, I've tracked it down. I've made some phone calls to some some uh, you know some state legislatures and stuff. Uh, it seems like a bunch of crap. And then I called Sweeney on it. And uh, he has yet to return my call. So maybe he's, you know, been busy for the last six months or something. I have to say, uh, as KZ knows in uh, the Listeners of Guard Radio, uh, Larry Sweeney is my favorite wrestler. I have to say it's probably because uh, the ICW, ICWA, they have a very uh, high honor to maintain. And uh, maybe you put some more years in the business, Bryce, and maybe you'll be up to that level of uh, being an ICW, ICW uh, referee. Perhaps. Uh, maybe you know. Maybe I can go down to their those, those little those little uh, those little tiny towns. You know, at the loop making you know whatever uh, a, a hot dog to pay a night or, or whatever goes on down there. And it's, it's funny because Sweeney represents the ICW ICWA, but uh, he doesn't have the belt. And I, I would like to say that if Larry Sweeney's your favorite wrestler, try taking a road trip with him. <laughs> and then and then we'll talk. Then we'll see how you feel about Larry Sweeney, or sharing a hotel room with him, or anything like that. What's going on with the Kings of Wrestling right now? It seems like uh, they're in the midst of a little bit of uh, animosity right now. I think I think Claudio was uh, was more of the glue than they thought. Uh, I mean, uh, Hero and, and Mitch Ryder, another guy that uh, uh, like him or hate him, a whole lot of people can learn a whole heck of a lot from. Uh, this, you know, Mitch Ryder's been in the business about, I think, 16, 17 years, something like that, which is amazing. But anyway, uh, they seem to be crumbling within. I mean, Fist lost the belt, Chucky e. T lost the Young Lions Cup, and uh, not, not, not quite the way I think they wanted to end 2007. But I think... Uh, I don't know, you know, what the combinations are going to be in King of Trios, which is about two months away. I'm sure we'll find out more as the uh, 2008 season gets going. From what I understand, uh, speaking to Mr. Saget, Mr. Chikar, a lot, of, a lot of big things planned for the new year. Me and Saget awesome. like this, we're real tight. We're real tight. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> wow. Um, Incoherence had a. Uh, Finally dethroned Team Fist as the new Campeones de Brejas uh, champion. Yeah. Uh, who who are the teams that uh, are about to gain three points or are close to gaining the three points? Um, well, I believe that um, Lindsay Dorado and El Pantera had three points, but they lost them uh, in their in their fourth match. They lost to the Osirian Portal, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Osirian Portal has two points, and I think that. Uh, different combinations of blackout might have points put together. I'm not sure. I think I think uh, Kingston and Joker have a point, and I think Kingston and Sabian have a point. Uh, I'm not sure how that works, but uh, I also believe that the uh, the situation between Hallowicken and Eddie Kingston is far from over. Uh, that was a brutal, brutal match. I was there live at the ECW arena for uh, yeah, their yeah, false yeah. count anywhere match, and uh... yeah, I was I was able to, I was lucky enough to commentate that match. Those are the two guys that you know. I've been watching from inside the brain for five years, and um, they both take that whole, you know, top student of Chikara thing very personally. Very, very. It's a big matter of pride with those two, and uh, 
I, I think that, you know, those two might not be done with each other, and the real winners will be the, the, uh, the Chikarmi, the fans, if those guys hook it up again. They were in the same graduating class of uh, the Chikara Wrestling Factory, correct? Uh, te- technically, uh, Halloween was in the first cat class, and Eddie Kingston was in the second class. Uh, but um, they trained together. They were there at the school at the same time. But the first class was uh, Ultramantis, Mr. Zero, um, Hallowicked, um Ichabod Slane, who we now know as Icarus, and a guy called Dragonfly, who didn't make it too far into the business. Uh, and of those, we only have uh, Icarus and Hallowicked left. And the second class was uh, uh, Kingston, uh, Blackjack Marciano, Jigsaw, Akuma, uh, myself, and DJ Skittles. And uh, Skittles is retired, Blackjack is retired, so... Uh, the drop in like the third class was uh, Jolly Roger and Rorschach, and neither of them are around anymore. So third class is basically um, no more. But that's that's the old that's the old guys. That's the old standard. That the 2002 guys that were on the uh, the shows in the in the school in front of you know 20 or I don't know more people than that. I don't know. There was a couple shows where there's maybe 30 or 40 people there, but it's just it's amazing to see what it is now. You know, guys like you know you just started watching it this year, and, and you thought it was a joke, but you realize it's not. Like it's come a long way, and we, we, we've been getting a lot of that. A lot of guys just kind of you know didn't know what to think of it, but now it's catching on, and now you know it's it's a uh, it's something to check out, and that's that's great. We've we've sold more DVDs this year. We've, we've broken our own att- attendance record three or four times this year. Like it's awesome. It's awesome. So hopefully the momentum keeps rolling and. Uh, the sky's the limit next year. Well, I understand all three days of uh, 2008 King of Trios will be at the ECW Arena. Is that is that true? Yeah. Or? That is true. That is true. Uh, that was just announced yesterday, I think, but it's going to be uh, February 29th, which is Friday night, uh, March 1st, which is a Saturday night, and then March 2nd, which is a Sunday afternoon. Uh, all three straight through in uh, at the, uh, the Philadelphia New Alhambra Arena in South Philly, formerly the ECW Arena, which is where the school is held, which has kind of become our, our home base. And then I, I understand there was some people that weren't so happy about that decision, you know, about all three nights being in Philly, but um, just as far as logistics and travel and, uh, you know, that's where the big crowds are. And, and I mean, Philadelphia is the place to be. That's where the, the media is. You know, it's easier to, to advertise in Philadelphia newspapers and stuff. So, Philadelphia is going to be the place to be. I, I already understand there's, there's, there's all kinds of big plans in place. Stuff isn't final, stuff I can't, you know, say for sure yet, but there's, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on to make sure King of Trios 08 is uh, the biggest weekend in Chikara history. Uh, and I already understand there's, there's guys coming in from all over the country, all over the world, to uh, witness their first Chikara shows. So, uh, yeah, uh, February 29th, March 1st, March 2nd, that's the place to be. Other than uh, the 2007 King of Trios, which I suggest everyone listen and check out, um, what are some of the the shows, uh, the DVDs that people should check out from 2007? Um, the uh, the Tag World Grand Prix, the last two were kind of like uh, the the Tag World Grand Prix of '05 uh, was kind of like a coming out party for Chikara. That's where it kind of took a big step for me and a joke to to some serious in ring action. You know, El Generico, Kevin Steen, uh, Eric Cannon, Claudio, Hero, Quack. Uh, all guys in this tournament. Ebison was here. Uh, Super Dragon and B-Boy were in Tag World 05. Um, that was kind of a, a big turning point, especially the, the last night in uh, Pittston. And then um, a big match a lot of people still talk about. Oh, and Necro Butcher and Pondo were in that uh, tournament as well. Uh, the night uh, Shane Storm won the Young Lions Cup, uh, which was Young Lions Cup uh, 3, night 3. That was in Pittston as well. That was a, a big night. And then... Uh, 
World 06, the Young Lions Cup's always something to look at. The Cybernetico matches, I think this year's Cybernetico show, Cybernetico and Robin from September of 07, that was a big show. Um, we, had a show up in, we did a show up in Connecticut over the summer in July. It was called Showdown in Crisis Land. That's very critically acclaimed, very solid show from top to bottom. Um, you know, uh, the King of Trios and the Tag Worlds are a good starting point because they kind of set the tone for the whole season. But, uh, you know, uh, lately there's been a lot, more, a lot more good coming out. The Cybernetico, uh, it's an amazing match. Show. What's that? The Maximum Overdraft Show, the Briscoes and Fist. Those oh, yeah, people that are in the Indies and know the Briscoes need to see that match. Sure. Yeah, they got a, they got a big reaction in Philly. Uh, um, yeah, and, and Fist, to their credit, hung in there with them. You know. Yeah, they did uh, all the way to the end. But that that has you know Black Tiger and Quack for the uh, NWA Junior Heavyweight match, uh, Junior Heavyweight title, and uh, there was a trios match on there with the Colony. Uh, the Colony guys to keep an eye out for taking on. Uh, I think they took on Delirious Cheech and Cloudy. Uh, that was an excellent uh, trios match. Uh, Eddie Kingston Ricochet, I think, was on that show. Um, yeah, Maximum Overdraft. I think that was our that was our attendance record for a while. I think we broke that at Cybernetico and Robin, but that was a that was a that was a good night. Cybernetico and Robin. Uh, that's an amazing show and an amazing match. Uh, it's an eight on eight match with a mm-hmm. what, what what is the it's a, a batting order, and then uh, yeah, it's a very yeah, unique match. Two contestants. Fourth year in a row we've done the Cybernetico. Uh, every year it's a little bit different. One year it lasted 104 minutes uh, in Hellertown. Grant Akuma won that match. Uh, um, Jigsaw won the first one. And then Claudio won this year. It was kind of like the Kings of Wrestling versus the, the Luchadors this year. But, uh, that you know, the big story was kind of Claudio picking a shot and breaking away from uh, Hero and Mitch and all the Kings of Wrestling. But also on that show... Uh, the Cybernetico and Robin show, I must point out, is a, a sleeper, an incredible tag match between the Olsen Twins and Cheech and Cloudy. Uh, just a wrestling clinic. These guys went uh, 88 miles per hour for about 15 minutes. And just an amazing, amazing wrestling match that, that went ahead and just about stole the show when no one expected it to. Uh, I don't know if, have, you, have you guys seen that match? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it just it kind of blew everyone away, and, and you could hear, you know, I was commentating the match just, you know, being literally amazed by it as it was happening. Just those guys went out and tore the house down. It's exactly what they did. Al, uh, when did you make the transition uh, to commentating, and how do you enjoy that, and who's your favorite par- partner to commentate with? Uh, I, I started doing it in, in uh, 2005 when we started doing commentary, but for a while we had Dave Prazak along to do the, the play-by-play uh, but Prezak, who's an excellent, excellent commentator, a guy I've learned a lot from, um, uh, he lives in Chicago. He lives far away. It just wasn't practical for him to be at every Chikara show. So he just kind of started doing the uh, rotating bear business. Uh, and it, it's a different way to learn about wrestling. Like, uh, you know, I've been wrestling for a couple of years. To, to do that, it's kind of, you know, you're out of the ring and you're watching a match and you're, uh, you're describing the match to, to people watching at home. And that, that goes a long way. Um, we actually got a, an email, uh, Leonard Chikarski got an email, and it said that uh, there, there's a gentleman who's blind, and uh, he said the only wrestling he can watch or listen to is Chikara because the commentary is so entertaining and it's so insightful. And I think that's just an amazing, amazing compliment that, you know, uh, we got the guys who commentate. And uh, I have to say my, my favorite partner, uh, Eddie Kingston's a lot of fun. We go way back. 
but I don't get to commentate with him very much anymore. So I've got to I got to go with Ultraman just Black. He's kind of everybody's favorite commentator, I think. But like I mentioned earlier, he's he's so entertaining. You you you, you literally never know what that guy's going to say next, and uh, he keeps me on my toes all the time. And as much as we kind of have the um, Gorilla Monsoon Bobby dynamic, uh, I I, uh, I respect his abilities behind the microphone. Other than uh, you versus uh, you and Larry Sweeney, that's uh, my favorite team. And then uh, oh, Larry Sweeney. Yeah, like you and Sweeney, and then Sweeney and uh, Ultraman is Black are an amazing oh, team yeah, as those, well. Yeah, those those two are amazing. I, I'm entertained by them as well. They have this <laughs> weirdo. Uh, they have this weird relationship nobody really understands. One time, uh, the three of us all did commentary together, me and Mantis and Sweeney, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was very chaotic, but it was a lot. It was a good time. Um, what, what is the Palomino reference? Ultraman is Black always does at Sweeney. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. You need to. I'd love to hear Mantis on the phone with us right now. I, I don't know. He 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 started calling him that as a nickname, and uh, it it kind of caught on. The, those guys they go to the beach together, they hang out together, they tan together. I understand. Uh, <laughs> so there's some there's some odd uh, relationship between those guys that I, perhaps it's best that we don't understand. <laughs> and so uh, you're going up and repping uh, the ROA shows in uh, New York this weekend. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be there Saturday, uh, which is, you know, always a treat to be a uh, part of Ring of Honor. It's uh, a big deal, very very professional locker room, all kinds of, you know, ridiculous talent in the locker room. Uh, Brian Danielson, who I think is, you know, pretty much the best wrestler in the world, I've, uh, always a pleasure to referee for him. He's an absolute, uh, he's a complete professional. And um, I think there's, there's a couple of guys there that uh, used to be underrated, but they're really not underrated anymore, like uh, Delirious and Jimmy Jacobs. Um, these guys, they, they can have good matches with just about anyone. And then, you know, my old Chikara buddies, you know, Hero and Claudio and Sweeney and Jigsaw are there. And occasionally we see Hallowicked in a, in a Ring of Honor ring. Uh, Quack, when, he, when he's feeling a little better, maybe we'll see him back in Ring of Honor. But uh, Ring of Honor is definitely uh, the place to be on the indies. And, I mean, me, I'm basically a little schoolgirl when I walk into the Manhattan Center, which is where everybody knows the one, two, three kid pinned Razor Ramon, you know. <laughs> all early Ross. deal for me. To be to be in that building, you know, the same building where that stuff happened when I was when I was ten years old, and now I'm inside the ring. Like that blows my mind. I mean, that's 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 uh, an honor. Pardon the pun. I'm I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Out of all the the Ring of Honor, is uh, using a lot of Chikara guys now. But of all the Chikara guys that they are currently using, who would you like to yeah. see get a, a break in Ring of Honor in 2008? Uh, everybody, I, I, you guys might have heard this before, but like. Hallow Wicked is awesome. He's amazing. And people are just starting to realize it now. But the guy, his, his bases are good. He's so solid in the ring. He doesn't talk, which, you know, a lot of people feel like hampers him. But just like him and Delirious have been on fire uh, with, their, with their tag matches, Incoherence. They're, they're the champions right now. Um, he's, you know, former Young Lions Cup champion. He's, he's, done, he's, 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 he's wrestled in Germany and he's wrestled in Mexico. He's wrestled in Canada. Uh, and he's done this all in, in five and a half years of wrestling. And I just think, um, top to bottom, uh, if he's able to get in there with the right guy and, and show what he's got, he's, he's really going to impress a lot of people. I mean, he, he hung in there with Kingston. He, we've seen it. I, he's wrestled Matt Seidel twice. Both of them were, uh, were good matches. He's just uh, He's got a lot to offer that people don't realize yet, I feel like. The one from King of Trios, uh, night three, him versus Matt Seidel, really sticks out in my mind. That was an yeah, amazing yeah, match. Yeah. And it was a surprise. Uh, Seidel kind of surprised everybody by showing up. But, yeah, that was awesome. And they had a match at the Ring of Honor show in Philadelphia in June. They were the opening match, I think it was. And uh, it, was, it was really good. It was very, very good. 
Okay. Um, I do have a couple questions for you, Bryce. Um, sure. First off, well, actually, it's just um, I need your opinion. Um, okay. I was hoping I was hoping that Ricochet would would change his character in the Indies, where he would dye mm-hmm. his hair red, and paint uh, freckles on his face, and he would change his first name to Rick, and his last name would be O apostrophe S H E A. Heck um, yeah, you know, we've been saying that on Comic Black Irishman. Years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Black Irishman, Rick O'Shea. <laughs> I would love that. St. Patrick's Day and, 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 and the, uh, the, uh, the pot of gold and the rainbow and the whole nine yards. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, my next, my next question will be, what are your opinions on the Iron Saints, the Tomasellis, who are friends of the show? The Iron Saints? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, those, I've a... Uh, I've, uh, Left a bunch of matches out at IW Mid South, and they've uh, they've come to Chikara occasionally. Um, I think I think they've uh, they've got a lot to offer, and uh, I think if they're in the right the, the right places with the right guys, um, they're very solid and they're very solid as a team. Even even the, the trio with Brandon as a as a trio, um, I mean they're, they're brothers, so they they're they're on the same page, and, and they've got some real impressive uh, uh, tag team moves. Uh, one time they gave me one of their tag team moves, uh, the Californication. At IWA, I didn't I didn't like them very much that night, but uh, you know I think I think they're on the nicer side of things at IWA now. So, I mean, who knows? You you, you make your own break, so it's a uh, time will tell what they have to offer, I guess. Cool. Uh, you have the office, Alex. Okay, uh, I'm gonna bring up this question real quick. My friend will get mad at me if uh, I don't. My friend Jess, who uh, sets up for Ring of Honor, she mentioned to me something about a handshake you and her have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was going to say, is she cute? And I already know she's cute. I know what she looks like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have a um, – one time somewhere, uh, I forgot that I had met her before, and I, I think it was at Philly, and I felt like a jerk. Uh, and so we, we, we reacquainted, and I assured myself that I would never, ever forget her name again. So she, she sits in the front row at, at, Ring of, uh, at Chikara. I see her at Ring of Honor, and uh, we – to, to, to solidify our bond, our deep bond that we have with each other. We have a secret handshake. If I told you about it, I'd have to kill you. So maybe <laughs> ask, see what Jess has to say about that. <laughs> I'll definitely ask her after this interview. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, Chikara 2000. Uh, what's been your favorite year of uh, Chikara? Uh, 2007. I know we keep saying that. There's, there's, a lot of good, there's a lot of good memories from the old days, but I mean, like, it's on a big stage now, man. There's 400 people in the audience, and and people are buying the DVDs, and like we're just there's a whole message board dedicated to Chikara, uh, ChikaraFans.com. I got to push that real quick. Um, uh, people are watching, you know, thousands and thousands of people are watching the podcast at GoGo every week. Uh, you know, it's it's insane. It's uh, it's it's just a whole new plane. It's it's something that we've all been working for for years, and now we're kind of experiencing it. And you know, um, events, more events in, in Philly this year. Uh, going to be going back to Hellertown in the spring. Um, uh, there's there's a fan club coming out, a Chicago fan club starting up. We're looking. I understand where there's possibility of expansion. Uh, you know. Maybe going back to Connecticut, maybe going back to Penn State. I don't know where else is, is in the, the scope of things, but, like, Chikara's really starting to become a national force. Uh, we, we released that DVD, that Big Vision Entertainment, the Best of Chikara DVD, which is only 10 bucks. Uh, we released that this year. That, that did very well. It's just uh, it's, it's crazy to think that these are the same guys that, you know, we were training with and, and doing these little, you know, shows in front of 30 or 40 people in uh, Palo Alto in 2002 with. It's, it's great, and it's, uh, I, you know, the, the, the crew of guys that's been there since the, the beginning, 
uh, like me, it's just, you know, it's, it's awesome to, to, to realize the fruits of your labor and the, the days when, when, when wrestling sucked. You know, you look out there and you see hundred people in the audience at a Chikar show, and it's pretty cool, i got to say. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. And, it's, it's, and, you know, getting a lot of great critical acclaim from, from you guys and, and, and the fans, and obviously you couldn't, couldn't do it without that. And uh, uh, doing our best to put on entertaining wrestling shows and wrestling matches, and hopefully that continues uh, 2008 and beyond. What's been your favorite match that you've ever ref? I'll run. I'll run out. I do have a caller on the line from the 585 area code. Who am I speaking with, caller? This is Colin Olson. How you doing, Colin? Welcome Colin. to Riverguard. I'm pretty good. I heard there was a, uh, a dashingly handsome ref that I wanted to speak with. <laughs> you guys got Sabato coming on next? Oh. <laughs> harsh. Harsh. How, how can you say such things about yourself? Sorry, Alex. This guy's a superstar. Do you guys know that? Me? No. No way. Are you guys going to tell him all the nice things I said about the Olsen twins earlier? <laughs> you put I him really over more than George Shelf. Put anybody awesome over. I, I, just, I, just, I just got in here. I got a message on my MySpace that says I should call in because there's a, a, bright, a certain Bryce Remsburg on, and I, I got right on it. Oh, wow. People actually listen to this show? <laughs> kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> kidding. Oh, Bryce, I love you. Oh, I, I miss you, Colin. Can I, I miss you, my friend. I miss play? you. Can, can we have a moment here? Can we just hear a moment? Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody sit down, hold the hand of someone near you. Uh, Colin and I are having a moment. Colin, yeah. Colin, has a, Colin has a very lovely apartment, and that's all I'm going to say. That's all, that's all I know about that. I have what? A very lovely apartment. Oh, I do. I'm in it right now. It's lovely. <laughs> It's lovely. I'm in my lovely car in my lovely parking lot. Why are you outside? I'm talking on the phone to these my, my new my new best friends and you. Um, well, I'm in my apartment talking on my phone okay. with my new best friends oh. and an old best friend. Exactly. It all it all comes full circle. It's the holiday season. That's crazy. I call and I get put right on. Look at that. Look at that service. <laughs> This, this isn't this isn't the observer, man. We're, 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 this, this is high quality. We're turning it around. Ask Colin some questions. He's he's a bigger deal than me, man. He's a way bigger deal. Yeah, huge deal. I hear I'm big in Germany. It's just a rumor, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's big time. It's great. I was I was telling him about that awesome match you got you and your your brother Jimmy had with Cheech and Claudia at Cibernetico and Robin. I told everybody to go buy that DVD at SmartMarkVideo.com. Uh, Cheech and Claudia suck. We're pretty good though. So I mean, that's true. You should watch it for that. I mean, anything, anything with the Olsen twins on it. Yeah, yeah. I like to bury Cheech and Cloudy any chance I get, just because I know they'll hear it, and I'll hear about it later. Oh, boy. We're going to have to get you and your brother on. Anytime, man. Anytime. It'll be a treat. All right, we're coming down to our last minute. Colin, thanks for coming on and uh, shooting the poop with Rice. I appreciate that. Anytime. Is this an ECW superstar, Colin Olson? Yeah, it is. Colin Olson, come on. Rochester's favorite son. <laughs> Boy. Well, I, I have people up in up in New, in uh, upstate would that would uh, disagree with you on that one, but Okay. Okay. So uh Bryce, shoot out a quick plug for your MySpace. Okay, uh well my MySpace is MySpace dot com, which is the future of friendship, uh backslash uh, Bryce rocks the USA. Uh, I know it's very clever, but it's 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 not just a cute term; it's actually very true. So tremendous, and and you can you can hook up with Colin on on uh, Bryce's 
MySpace as well. I think he's in his top ten buddies or yes, something like that. Yes, if he's not, he should be. He will be very soon. Uh, for, for MySpace <laughs> bros. Yeah, it, 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 statistically speaking, that uh, Chikar DVDs with Olsen twin promos sell better than Chikar DVDs without Olsen twin promos. So I, I, mean, I did not the know numbers that. Don't lie. The numbers don't lie. You can't argue with that. Is it possible that I may see you in Toronto, uh, Colin? I, uh, at the moment, no. Oh, maybe soon. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Uh, you should just come up and hang out, man. All right. We're coming down to our last 20 seconds, boys. So uh, it was a pleasure having you on, Bryce. And yeah, Colin, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Hey, man, anytime. You, if, you, if you want to get the Olsen twins on for a little interview, let me know. Not a problem. I'll be contacting you in mid-January. The will go through the roof. <laughs> Good night, guys. We'll see you next week. Later. Good night. Thank you. Well, that was a fun show, Alex, wasn't it? All righty. That's it for this week's episode of Rubber Guard Radio. Um, thanks for tuning in. Remember to visit our sponsor, www.ivpvideos.com. And you can get us on MySpace, myspace.com backslash Rubber Guard Radio. We'll see you next time.